This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. A scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes, translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 37. Well, connoisseurs, we're back, of course. This is the connoisseurs of sport. This is your basketball GM, and I'm here with the Scout, as always. Scout, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of games in the NBA this weekend. Playoff fever. Are you still holding up here? Yes, I'm, I'm pushing through. <laughs> now, everybody, what we're going to do in this episode is talk, of course, NBA playoffs. We're also going to talk about some NBA headlines. And we're just going to go through this stuff like whirling dervishes. Okay, so <laughs> Scout... Are you ready? Yes, sir. First off, let's just go through what happened this weekend in playoff land. Uh, Just to run through it quickly, Golden State is up on Houston 3-1. The Clippers are up on Portland 2-1. They play tomorrow night. Uh, OKC is up 3-1 to one over Dallas, and San Antonio swept Memphis. So that's the West. So what do you, what do you say about that? Um, not a lot of surprises. I mean, I, I guess the Golden State-Houston series is the most eventful from the standpoint of the greatest player in history. Uh, having an ankle injury and then tweaking his knee today. Um, They're saying a sprained knee, but we don't know until the MRI goes through on on Monday. But what's interesting uh, is we've spoken all year about the Golden State machine um, and how they are a multi-dimensional, multi-talented group of players. Um, And it's not just Steph Curry. And I believe we've seen some of that, albeit against the Houston Rockets. Um, We saw when he went out, (laughs) um, they proceeded to set a playoff record. And three-pointers, that's right. Threes. Um, That tells you what kind of firepower they have outside of Steph Curry. Um, We know about Klay Thompson as well. Had a big third quarter today. Uh, which he t- As he's wont to do. Yeah, he, he tends to throw in a big quarter and, and then, you know. Yeah, so just so the folks know, uh, they made 21 three-pointers tonight, um, which, as you said, is a playoff record, uh, breaking the record of 20, which the Cavs tied right. this week. So I'm sure the Cavaliers are like, well, now come on now. And uh, Steph Curry did contribute one of those 21 made threes, okay? <laughs> one of them so and he contributed six missed threes just to throw that in there too a little bit of shade um now (laughs) (laughs) uh the question i pose is to play or not to play okay um Uh, curry like you said uh he's missed what now two and a half games 
total. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, game one he got injured in, correct? Yeah. And he sat basically the second half. I think he got hurt in the third quarter-ish, if uh, I remember correctly. Almost three games. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Now, you know, his greatness, let's just call him that from now on, his greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, is this what you expect to see from great players? Well, you know, we were having this conversation offline, um, especially with the ankle. I tend to think or I tend to believe if you're going to be spoken about um, with the caliber of players that people tend to throw his name in with, you can, you have to play on that sort of discomfort, I'll call it. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a rite uh, of passage. Yeah, that's just something you have to do if you want to be on that level. Now, the Golden State Warriors will tell you and everyone else, we don't want him in pain on the court. If that's the case, he's not going to play. And what they won't say is, but this is what I will say on their behalf, they don't need him on the court to win. Um, Not at this juncture, no. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as you progress... Um, and things get a little tougher. I think they do need their full team. Yes. Um, you know, we're talking against the Spurs. I mean, we're, they're looking at the Clippers next. Um, if and when they close out the Rockets, um, who are a mess. Um, Can we but- pause right there with, with the Rockets and we'll come back to this? The Rockets, now I, I you know, I start getting a little frustrated when it comes to the playoffs because I don't like seeing a lot of nonsense on the court. Um, <laughs> We get James Harden, who just loves the free throw line, and the officials love to send him there. And, you know, so every now and then he'll, you know, work wonders point total-wise. But I I just want everyone to know that I stick with what I said. He needs to be coming off the bench. Um, Dwight Howard, look, retire. That's what I got to say. <laughs> I don't care about these little, these little you know, poop poop numbers he likes to put up. I love what Shaq has to say about him and what he needs to do, which he'll never do, Shaq. I'm sorry. No, um, Trevor Ariza, we love you, but, you know, they're, they're asking for way too much mm-hmm. from him. Uh, do you think that they're done? Do you think they'll win another game? No. Yeah. And, and, and you know, to your point with James Harden, um, you're, when you say you go back to the bench, you're speaking about his role in Oklahoma City. That's right. Um th- this is now we talk about stats a lot. He is the ultimate stat person or stat player who isn't nearly as good as his stats to me. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that averaged almost 29 a game and has averaged high 20s over the since he's left Oklahoma City, but does not have that kind of game to me. I mean, well, he's a, he's a garbage player, and you know, I'm I'm I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not being uh, PC tonight. I'm just yeah, calling it how it is. You're not. Yeah, he, he, he's a garbage player, and that's fine. I mean, that's what he does. It's not pretty to see. It's not beautiful basketball. It's not inspiring. It's not exciting. Mm-hmm. It's just garbage. Um, you know, he loves to Eurostep his way into fouls, and I'm not interested. He doesn't do anything on the defensive end that's worth noting. Um, you know, that's an understatement. But he does you're, run you're his mouth. Kind, you're being kind there. I know he does run his mouth uh, if you can see it through the beard. So <laughs> there you go. I, look, I'm throwing flames. I know this is this is a lot for the for the listeners here. Let's go back to to play or not to play. So we you were talking about Steph Curry there. Yeah. 
And and in the pantheon of greats, we know they've all played through injuries. Right. Right. Even though people may not hear about them. Yes. Um, what you have to understand is when you play heavy minutes like that, and even Steph Curry's minutes when compared to other historically great players that they try to compare him to. Now, again, this is the name. These are the names they throw him in with. So this is the, this is the level we're speaking about this on. When you play the heavy amount of minutes that they played, Steph Curry has not played the minutes that they played throughout their careers. We're talking about the Michael Jordans and, and the Kobe Bryant's, uh, maybe an Isaiah Thomas and so forth and so on. Those level of that level of player. Um, so when you play again, when you play that kind of minutes and you love those kinds of minutes, you're going to be injured. Yeah, you're just going to, and it's just that again the old school way of doing things. And I remember Kobe Bryant talking about this when they beat the Celtics in 2010, when he had a myriad of injuries. And, and he, that was a nasty series. Yes. And he made a statement about, I can't bring these things up because essentially the all time greats would let me have it. And I also cannot sit on these injuries. Now here's the argument for the other side of it. It's round one. Right. And, and it's the Houston rocket. So I understand that, but I, I, it's the, look, he is skating his way in the conversations that he shouldn't be in. We're talking about Steph Curry to me, and it's a little bit annoying. I know GM, you um, have really been ahead of me on being annoyed with this, but especially with the ankle. I don't know what's going on with the knee. We need the MRI on that, okay? Yes. The ankle, questionable to me to sit on that for two games. Well, what I know what they're thinking. They're thinking we don't want it to get any worse, uh, you know, for when we need them later on. Uh, that's that's part, all. Again, that's part mm-hmm. of it. When we talk about that discussion of greatness, it's not just looking at a stat sheet. Now I'm getting fired up and determining how efficient someone is. We talk about this all the time. There's so many things that go well, into this. You know, that's so things guys had to do to earn their status. But you know, that's the luxury of being on a team that is so well constructed. That is the luxury. Of, of them having that set up. I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, right. But I will say this, trial by fire. Yes, it's adversity. Trial by fire. Um, we'll see what goes on with the knee. And every time there's adversity for them, everyone comes out, the media, to defend them. Oh, oh yeah. Curry. Oh, oh, why are the all-time great saying things about the Golden State Warriors? And you know what? You know because what? that's what they do. And you know what, Scout? You know, also, and, and then we're going to move on. You know, we're linking Matt Moore's article about this, about the media yeah. in our show notes. And it, it's just full-on melodrama. Prime and example. Saying it, yeah, exactly, and, and it's just ridiculous. Like, oh, what if he's out for the rest of the postseason? I mean, calm down. He was walking. He was right. up warmups. Are you right. serious? We have people who couldn't walk off the court and come back, Paul Pierce, and you know, <laughs> in wheelchairs. I'm moving on. So, move it on. Yeah. Uh, let's go to OKC Dallas. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Dallas will win another game? That's a good question. I was hoping you'd make it nice and simple and say, would they win the series? Um, will yeah. they win? A, you know, that's hard to ask me with the Oakland. Yeah, with Oklahoma everybody, City. everybody, just so you know, this is Scout hemming and hawing. That's, that's what because it's Oklahoma City. Who knows what they got to do? That's true. <laughs> I'm going to uh, say no. Oklahoma City closes this out. I'm going to say. Yeah. Man. You think that your boy Ibaka will be the key to them winning this fourth game? What? <laughs> 
You love Ibaka. You love to, to tout his prowess from behind the three-point arm. No, I do not. Now, <laughs> I will say that my boys, especially Cantor, but the, the duo of Cantor and Adams has really been playing well, especially the last game Cantor had, like, uh, that sounds, you know what? The fat beats would love his last game. They would. You know, when you say Cantor and Adams, it sounds like some low-rate uh, legal firm. Uh, <laughs> sounds like something that would be in Daredevil, you know, uh, Cantor and Adams. Uh, we will see how well they play when they get stiffer competition. Uh, I, I, you know, my opinion what Dallas in the front court is just an embarrassment uh, when it comes to them allowing that. Well, Dirk plays in the front court. I don't really count him because he is not really to me. He's like a hybrid kind of guy. I'm talking about the dirty, nasty players that oh, they, yeah. they got a bunch of, they got this one guy. I don't even know his name. I'm not going to look it up, but he's flopping all over the place. He's all a 6'11". Six, yeah. six, it's just disgraceful. It is. It's like, I mean, just put a scarecrow out of there. A scarecrow can flop too. Um, yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because this is what came up. Here's the headline or the storyline or whatever you want to call it with a line in it. <laughs> right. Kevin Durant, is he a dirty player? I don't have time for this kind of foolishness. And this is based on what? Where he, he hit old boy in the head, right? Yes. Um, with kind of a cross chop. Got yeah, and apologize. Right. But this is one of those things. If anyone, you know, has played basketball, you take a swipe maybe. A, a wild one. Trying yeah. to knock the ball away and his head happened to be there. I don't think Kevin Durant stood there and said, you know, I'm really going to knock him out and I'm fed up with something. It was not the kind of thing. It looked bad. Well, of course it did. And, you know, right after that, he Durant did apologize to yes. Justin Anderson for doing that. Um, he was fined $15,000 for that, but it has not been suspended. Uh, Russell Westbrook right. Russell Westbrook was fined $25,000 in an unrelated incident where he uh, told a fan, you know, F you, essentially. So, right, which I have no problem with. I think it's hilarious. Um, so you're saying that Dallas will go down yes. in the next um, game. Yeah, and that's that's on Monday night. They I believe they lost Darren Williams as well um, for the series. So um, that, that kind of hurts them as far as their rotation is concerned. But they were playing Felton and, and, and Darren Williams, which kind of was helped keep them afloat at the point guard position. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, I got Oklahoma City closing this out. Um, that game's in OKC anyway. Yeah, not that they didn't lose there before, but I think I think they pretty much have that bearings, and they they'll, they'll take them out. Um, now, moving on. The I mentioned the Spurs swept the Grizz tonight. Um, just to bring this up, we do have some of the players of the year announcements coming out. Uh, Kawhi Leonard did win Defensive Player of the Year for the second straight year in a row. Uh, the last person to do that, who's a non-center, I believe it is, was Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on Kawhi's wonderful defensive play? What's to say about the man? I already told you. that I told you what I thought about him. You going back to who you got? That's what I told you. About. Who you got episode? Yeah. yeah. Um... The most controversial pick, I believe. I chose him over Durant. I know. Don't come for me. I get it. Whatever. Right. Um, but again, obviously, I don't know if we want to read legislate or read no, that, that. But um, 
Kawhi Leonard is the best perim- perimeter defender in the game, especially for a guy who also logs heavy minutes on the offensive end. Yes. Okay, so he's not sandbagging on one end like a lot of guys do, whether it be offensive mm-hmm. or defensive. But um, like yeah. Rodman, like Dennis Rodman, yeah, he was yeah. a bit of a specialty. You know, Ka- Kawhi Lin is not a, a role player, and when I say role player, I don't mean role player like other people say role player. A role player can be a score, a scorer. That's your role. Like Steph Curry is a role player to me. Ooh, in a way. Well, no, that's no, 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 don't, don't. Wait, no, no, I just thought about this because he's a playmaker too. He is but, a playmaker. But what he's – this year, I think his role is to score, and he's not really asked to do other things, even though he, you know, and he can lead a play and make a play. So right. I don't want to – I'm not going to pigeonhole him and go that far with him. But point is, you can be a scorer, and that could be your role. And Kawhi Leonard is not a role player. No. Now, like, let's move on to the other series in the West, and then we'll go to the East – Mm-hmm. This is, of course, the Clippers versus the Trailblazers. Uh, in the Players of the Year, C.J. McCollum won Most Improved Player. Mm-hmm. Our boy C.J., what you what you got to say? Yeah, well deserved. Well deserved. I know a lot of um, the sycophants are trying to give that to Steph Curry. Well, the sycophants can forget it. And voting-wise, uh, C.J. won by a long shot. Yeah. Long shot. Um, because, obviously, sometimes, somewhere – Voters get things right. Um, so for the Clippers, <laughs> for the Clippers, do you think? Let me ask you this: Do you think Portland will win any more games? They're just at two-one right now. They play again tomorrow night again. To mention that, yeah, I think they got another game in them. You think they're gonna win the next one at home? No. <laughs> that's in that's in LA, right? No, it's at home. This is only this is the oh, game four. Yeah. Yeah, I got it going back 2-2. Why not? Okay. We'll see. What, who cares? You know, we're, we are not Sybil the soothsayer here. Um, let's move forward to the East. Uh, Cleveland swept Detroit tonight. Atlanta and Boston split tonight. That's a contentious series. Miami is up 2-1 to one over Charlotte. And Toronto and Indiana, another contentious series, split 2-2. Where would you like to start with that? Let's just start, you know, start with Cleveland sweeping Detroit. Let's get that out of the way. All right. As you stated earlier, mm-hmm. um, we are quite curmudgeonly tonight. I love it. I'm feeling good being yeah, a Because, you know, when I watch the playoffs <laughs> and I see people revert to themselves or turn into themselves, their full selves, I get Uh-oh. fired up and annoyed. Uh-oh. And you know where I'm going. You are coming for the Mount Olympus of the current players right I now. I know. And you know what, everybody, just to say this, the scout really tries his best to be diplomatic, and I try my best to make him stop that. So here we go. (laughs) So go ahead with LBJ. Yes. Look, this is not football. Really? And someone needs to tell him that. I'm tired of seeing him run full speed up the court, find a body to run into so he can get a foul call and throw some layup in. I'm fed up with it. And look. You know what? Maybe he watched The Lion King and was inspired by Pumbaa. Maybe. Now, see, I wasn't expecting that one. I know you weren't. Look, this fool. When he was a young warthog, that's what he he heard. This fool (laughs) 
okay, has been looking. He's a heat-seeking missile, as the great Ronnie Nunn used to call it. Oh, Ronnie Nunn. remembers old Ronnie making the call with Ronnie Nunn. Yeah. Foolishness. But, <laughs> look. Well, now they have Javi showing up on these telecasts in the top Don't get me corner, started on that. Showing us please. his hands while he's trying to explain the calls. Yeah. Please, with these officials. But, yeah, look. I Listen, LeBron James... Please play basketball and cut it out with the shenanigans. Well, you know, he has his strengths and his weaknesses now. Huh? <laughs> say the least. So I'm, I'm coming for him. I'm coming for Steph Curry a little bit for sitting on that ankle and wanting to be mentioned in the Pantheon. I, listen, this is no one's giving these things away. No one's giving greatness away. So both of you. Cut it out. And, you know, shouldn't that Golden State uh, series be over versus Houston? Because didn't the league come out and say that... You want to go back to that dumbness where they... they yeah, they issued something, what, on James Harden's push-off? Yeah, saying it was a, a offensive foul. Okay, I got news for them. His... 85% of his game is built off of him pushing someone off with that off on. <laughs> I don't know why that one was so offensive. And if y'all want to issue citations on push-offs... Yeah, look, he's the we can go, but You want to go back to that, uh, what was that, 96 with Jordan and, and, and Utah? Oh, oh. And poor, poor Brian Russell? That wasn't a push-off. That was a beatdown. That was a balling. <laughs> and I'm saying all that to say this, because we love MJ. I don't care. Stop issuing these nonsense. Uh, yeah, get the call. Get the it get the call right during the game. Get it right during the game. Or don't. My problem is, don't make an announcement you're going to do nothing about. Right. I just, I don't care. He hit the game winner. Yeah. Which was one of the easier game winners I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I, it's just, look, it's just interesting. I know uh, my main man, Kobe's retired and all. It's just interesting to me, these looks people get at the end of games and how they used to run all kinds of people at him at the end of games. Yeah, and then these, you know, these guys get upset, like, at the end of the... Uh, Cleveland game tonight when Kyrie was guarding Jackson. Yeah. Well, Jackson, let's get to that. Let's get back on track, right? Yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm here for. And Jackson was uh, so upset, you know, about that. And I'm just thinking about when people would walk up under shooters. We talked not, about that. Yeah. Trail you. And Jackson, if we really want to get technical, you would want throwing people off of you trying to get that shot. And Kyrie, after the game, said, look, I just knew to try not to get too close to him because I knew he tried to jump into me. <laughs> well, this is some of the issue, the issues that I have. I'm not going to speak for you, GM, with, um, I mean, there are many things. You know, I'm not big on this all this three-point shooting. But nevertheless, the, the flopping um, at the level that I get it now, I'll put it that way. Yeah, because there was floppy divots, remember? Well, yeah, there used to be certain players that were flop. Dennis Rodman would flop. Um, floppy Dennis divots. Rodman, Dennis Rodman made an art of flopping. I mean, yeah, that was some guys. But now <laughs> the stuff I get, it's just over the top, and everyone's doing it. Um, and, and and you make a great point because we have not talked about um, guys walking under people and how that used to be a tactic. Right, Bruce Bowen and guys like that would walk under you when you elevate for your jump shot, and it's distracting because of where you may land. Um, and also, guys would get hurt because of this, which is why they outlawed it. And this this generation of player does not have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, because again, it's been it's been outlawed. Taken out of go into the injury point, and that's the thing also with Curry, where he's protected. Yes. Well. Yes, on um, his shot. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but back to Mr. Uh, uh, Reggie Jackson. Uh, he's just <laughs> been a pain. He's another one of these guys that's been difficult for me to watch. He's a wreck. Um, shenanigans. All, I mean, it's these, you know, like with LeBron, it's the same thing in a different way. Can you just play the game and cut uh, it out? Yeah, that's you being real harsh to LeBron right there. <laughs> He's running full court looking for bodies to run into. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I agree. I agree, but I think it's hilarious. It's terrible. <laughs> it's deliberate. All right, let's move on to. Wait, well, we oh, sorry. Move on without talking about Kyrie, though. Yes, go ahead. Who has played great? Okay, and Kyrie, we're, we're big fans of Kyrie Irving, just in case anyone doesn't know. But you're seeing, again, the, the flip side, so the other side of the stick. But isn't that because he plays with, with LeBron? You see the, I, don't, don't, I'm trying to, I'm trying here. You see the <laughs> offensive diversity. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Right. The ability to score from everywhere. The things we think are important in basketball players, right? He's, he's a sturdy player, sturdy. And at least when he sat out, his kneecap fell off. Well, yeah, he, I mean, yeah, of course. Granted, that was in the finals. But still, um, I need, if you're going to sit in the playoffs, I need more than a tweaked ankle. I just do. But the point is, I keep going back to that. Kyrie played, if anyone has watched this series, he has played great ball. Um, and he's he has displayed what kind of player he is. And I think if he can remain healthy for a yeah. stretch of time, you'll see more of that. But well, he plays with LeBron. Look, and thank God because it's hard to watch that series without him. him and, and K.R. Smith jacking up threes and they're going in, which I don't know what to make of. Let me just say I'm sick of the three-point shot. Yeah, but you know, that's what J.R. Smith does. I know, but and it, it just makes certain people too powerful to me. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the game that they want. Three. That's what they want. And you know, the big three of Cleveland um, played pretty well this series. Uh, Kevin Love didn't score that much in this final game. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see when they have stiffer competition, whether that holds. Yeah, you made a good point about that because they have been struggling to all play well yes. at once. And they did in this series, yet got, even though it was a sweep, Detroit did make it tough. Mm-hmm. Right? So the question is, moving forward, what does that mean as the competition gets? I mean, it's the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, they had pretty balanced scoring. I mean, yeah. Tonight, Kevin Love only had 11 points, which is a bit low. But I think the previous game, they were all in the 20s. And in three maybe, out of the four games, I think he played all three of them. Yeah. Uh, played at, at a level you would expect from them. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because we didn't see that all season. We saw we saw staggered production from them. So that's that's a good sign for them. Um, it's, you know, But Detroit did play them tough. And I'd, maybe it's just because LeBron is their leader. And, you know, he's a great player. And he... Helps facilitate and get them opportunities for Kyrie, for Kevin Love. Well, I'm not going to discount the man like he's a non-factor. You think I'm being serious? Please. Um, no, he does what he does. For Kyrie, you think he's helping Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving, go take a look at some of those tapes. Oh, well, Kyrie's going to do what he does. I mean, first of all, if we're just talking about him, his ability to finish with contact around the hoop. Right, and to create his own shot. And like to create the, his own right. Yeah. Like the clutch shot, I mean, he missed his final three-point attempt, but the one before he made, and that had nothing to do with anybody but Kyrie Irving. Uh, we're going to move on. Yeah, let's move. Uh, Miami versus Charlotte. Let's go there. Uh, Miami yeah, in the first two games was really playing well. Yeah. Then they got into Charlotte, and Charlotte won. Um, do you think that Charlotte will win again? No. Okay. 
Do you think it'll be because of Hassan Whiteside doing it with blocks? Well, he's always going to do it with blocks. Um, he was very upset about his third place finish, I believe, in Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, well, he can remain upset. He, he, he was not happy about that. Um, yeah, but he was third, and uh, Draymond Green of the Warriors was second. Interesting, isn't that? Very. For the one-man team. I know. Clay Thompson, forget him. Forget Draymond Green. Forget the finals MVP, Iguodala. Forget all of them. We didn't do him any justice. But big shout-out to Andre Iguodala, who always rises to the occasion. Yeah, and like and what they said, that. you know, when, when Steph Curry went out, and we love going back to Golden State, when Steph Curry went out, you know, he was like, look, there's certain things we can do, and I'm paraphrasing, there's certain things we can do that we don't do mm-hmm. with certain people on the court. This is not how he said it. This is how I'm saying it. You know, so now that this person's not on the court, <laughs> we got to step it up. So, right. you know, what a luxury to be. You know what? They should put the both of us scout on the Warriors and see what happens. Well, I would need maybe three or four months just to shoot uh, 500 threes a day. Yeah. Okay, and once I'm adequate at that, then I can, let's go. Yeah, and you know, we're we're not... Um, I can as, play, you can put Clay Thompson on my guy. I can yeah. rotate off. And you know, we, we, you know, if Isaiah Thomas can play in the league, we can too. Which one, on, Little Isaiah? Little Isaiah on, in, the, in the league. And you know, we could also be a foul magnet. Look, I, I'm thinking about this. I'm, I'm going to make a petition to uh, the Warriors brass, okay? Because well, we can get our rings, too. I'll take a ring. Uh, <laughs> now, look, okay, back to serious business. So Miami and Charlotte, right? Yeah. I think Charlotte will win another game. You I said, don't. Said no. I, think, I think Miami finishes it. Um, just the veteran. So they win the next two. Leadership there. Yeah, I... Now, Chris Bosh, just so everyone knows, uh, has been out. He missed the last 29 games of the season, but he has not been ruled out for the whole playoffs. Uh, They do say that his blood clots are gone. They can't detect them, and I hope that uh, stays, uh, you know, that stays the same way. Right. Uh, But he is doing a little bit of coaching, okay? So he's helping out Whiteside. Whiteside said he's helping him do it with blocks. He's giving Dwayne Wade some interesting perspectives on the game because you know it's good to have one of your 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 best friends, your your uh, fellow player, if they're not playing, be out as a spectator and give you feedback from that perspective. So that's what's going right. on. With him. Um, okay, so I mean, I, just to that. say, I mean, you're looking at the Charlotte win. I mean, who Jeremy Lin led them in scoring that game. Um, Kemba Walker's been somewhat subdued. To well, say that's that's insanity now. Yeah, I, I mean, I just don't see them winning another game, especially not. Does Michael Jordan agree with you? Um, uh, I doubt it. Moving on to let's let's go to Toronto versus Indiana. Ha! Strange one. Yeah. Now they keep flip flopping these wins and losses. Uh, we did. We talked about Paul George and his important contributions when you are in crunch time. Right. But you got to be in crunch time to use it. True. So, what are your thoughts on what's going on there? Because the Raptors are kind of saying, "Look, last year we're trying to erase that from our memories." And they have. They did a a, a really good job coming out um, and winning that game three when they went back to. Indiana, mm-hmm. right? So they split on their home court. Indiana took the home court. You know how this goes. They go to Indiana and they win at the front end 
of the two games in Indiana, which I thought was very important. And the thing Toronto is doing is they're winning with their best players not playing well still. Yeah. We're talking about the backcourt, DeRozan and and um, my main man, uh, Kyle Lowry. The felt Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So, um, that, on one hand, you can bodes well for them because you got to think they'll come out of it at some point. You mm-hmm. hope. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's still 2-2, and the Pacers still have the best player in the series. Um, they do. And, and, you know, again, it's a crunch time thing for him. His numbers may not look beautiful. They don't need to. Um, but Toronto. pretty good, though, right? I mean, yeah, that's fine. Game, I think his last game was his worst game, and they won that game. In the end, right. won. Yeah, so I, this series is all over the map. But, you know, Toronto has regained control of home court advantage. Right. I mean, this is, is boiling down to really Indiana just beating them up inside. Yeah. Um, the points in the paint. So are um, you sticking with Indiana as the victor here? Man. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, for now. But this is a really competitive series. It is, yeah. Um, Toronto's bench is, uh, is, is giving them a boost. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this is interesting um, just to see how it falls into place. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see if Indiana can just keep it close from now on and we can really see what Paul George is made of. We'll see whether... He can maintain his right, right. Yeah, skill set says Paul George can really be a great player, skill set wise, because he can just do everything. Mm-hmm. But does he have the uh, what's mentality? The yeah, the mentality to take over for stretches for whole entire series. Is he able to yeah. do that? The Not focus numbers, right? But to dominate um, mm-hmm. a series, so we'll see. And for the final one out east. Atlanta versus Boston. Uh, they went to overtime mm-hmm. tonight. Isaiah Thomas is like, look at me. I don't care how tall I am. I don't care how tall you are. I'm here to earn my check. <laughs> so do you still think that Atlanta will win this series? They have home court advantage. Yeah, I, I know. Um, and we're right on that. Um, no one's won on the road yet. So, right. according to that ridiculous saying that people like, the playoffs haven't started in this series. Yeah, right. Yeah, they say the playoffs don't start until you, someone wins. Yeah, whatever. Charles Barkley loves to say that one. Yeah, well, that, that's all you need to know about it. Well, all right, so you agree with the Houston Rockets who've been coming for him because he called them, he said it was fake hustle when they won? I did not say that. Okay. <laughs> that I don't agree with. So, they're, 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 uh, their whole management staff, you know, their front office, you tweeting Charles Barkley instead of focusing on what they need to be doing. You know, you I don't have a lot to say about the Houston Rockets front office and Daryl Murray. Well, they said that Charles Barkley was the one with fake hustle the last two years he was in Houston, and Charles Barkley yeah, said they I mean, still owe him $3 million. He did say that, and the <laughs> thing about it is, I mean, as much as Charles Barkley gets on my nerves, and I'm just not a fan you cannot diminish his... Oh, you're not a fan of, you mean, him talking. I'm not a fan of him, the guy. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm just saying, you're not necessarily talking about him on the court. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, I, yeah. look, I'm not here to take things away from people on the court. I'm not, yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. Um, And I'm not going to do it to him either. He was a great player. He was a, an earned Hall of Famer. This is not someone who... Oh, yeah. 
uh, if you can, you know, backpedal your way into the Hall of Fame, he did not do it. Um, now, he can be criticized by people that are winners, I guess, you know, we yeah. talk about people that have rings. Yeah. Uh, they have the latitude to criticize, but the Houston Rockets brass does not. Okay. So, um, back to Atlanta versus Boston. I'm loving bouncing around with you tonight. This is great. So you're, you're sticking with the home court advantage here, which I think is, is yeah, I'm going to stick Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I think the question is Kyle Korver, which version of you is going to show up? I mean, we've gotten every version so far in these four games. Yeah. He's a curious case. Um, how about Paul Millsap tonight though? Yeah. Shooting threes. And you know, I don't like that. I mean, yeah, he's been shooting threes as everyone in this league has. I mean, look again, the three point shot is something that you can work on. It's, 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 I think except for, um, maybe a certain percentage of the league, a low percentage of the league. Yeah, the one, yeah, I'll put it this way. If you can make a free throw, you can work on your three-point shot. Oh, right. If you have a reasonable shot, um, decent mechanics, that kind of thing, yeah. um, a brain, um, <laughs> you can improve your three-point shooting. And he has, if anyone remembers him from Utah, because Paul Millsap's been around a while. He yeah. played in Utah with Carlos Boozer and, and uh, the Superman version of Darren Williams, if anyone remembers that version. Yeah. Um, and he Slinging was not, the rock. Yeah, Slinging yeah, that rock. Yeah. He was a, uh, uh, you know, a, a back, I'm going to say back to the basket, but he was a, a player that played around the rim. Um, but yeah. the player we see now he's com- is completely different. Yeah, he had a post game. Yeah, he had a post game. Um, really was interchangeable with Boozer, which allowed Utah to be flexible with Carlos Boozer, I believe. But anyway, uh, point is, he's a different guy now, uh, more diverse. Um, and when we say diverse, we mean the three point shot. So, got up 31 heaves tonight for all you people that cannot stand shot attempts. And I love that. You know, we love that kind of stuff. Yeah, we we do. And yeah, had right. had what forty six on the thirty one, and that was in overtime. Yeah, forty five, I believe. Um, forty five. So look, you gotta you gotta get them up there. You gotta take them to make them, man. I'm all for it. He played yeah. great. They lost. Yeah. Um, they okay, he had the forty two point game. I believe that was on Friday, and then today came back with I believe twenty eight, playing big time ball, which he does. Love little Isaiah. And we said, we said, let him shoot. I mean, just let the man well, shoot. Right. That was after game one, right, where yeah. you, you were having more of a calendar. It's, it's taken me a while to get fired up. Right. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm. I've guiding. joined you. Yes. I'm, I'm um, guiding the scout into the light. Okay. Or the dark. However <laughs> you look at that. Let's wrap up this episode with this. New coaching hires. We have uh, Tom Thibodeau going to the Minnesota Timberwolves, former coach of the Chicago Bulls, and Scotty Brooks going to the Washington Wizards, and he's the former coach of, of which team? The Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm. Before they fired the poor man. Now, I was That's why I gave you that one. Now, your thoughts on those two coaching hires, good, bad, indifferent? Um, first of all, when it comes to Washington, D.C., I just really don't – they don't move the needle for me as a franchise. Um, now, now they're saying – and uh, um, what's his face? The dancing fool, their point guard. Came John out, Wall. Yeah, John Wall came out and said that, look, this is not a play for Kevin Durant because everyone you know Kevin Durant's from D.C. Mm-hmm. It's not a play for him to hire his former coach. It's just he's a great coach. Both can be true. <laughs> yeah, but they're not going to yeah. say that. I mean, I have a problem with the PR. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, whether or not that fact is in, we don't know. You got, you would think it does of a course, little. Of course, it does. Yeah, I mean, if you want to speak, speak frankly. Please, I'm too old to be toyed around with that. Yeah, this, this will be the summer of Durant. <laughs> um, yeah, you know the big free agent thing. Um, the, the the king of this sort of thing, pun intended, is LeBron James, right? Yes. Um, I, I don't think Durant. No, I know Durant won't be that loud about it um, as LeBron is, but this will be. He will be courted heavily, obviously. Yep. Um, we all know how I feel about Kevin Durant, so I'm not going to go there again. But what about uh, Brooks? What about Brooks as a coach? Uh, he's a good coach. Um, yeah. I, I just don't think he's not going to. I just don't see Washington acquiring the horses. Mm-hmm. I just they they just never have. Um, and and they have good players to me, but they have those the the, the kind of players that give you a false sense of security. If, if you yeah. understand what I'm saying, where they're just good enough where you think you're okay and you can build around them, but I don't believe they're good enough to carry a franchise, so you're stuck in this limbo. Yeah. Where you're winning 42 to 45 games every year, um, eight seed out of the playoffs as they were this year, depending on how your health is throughout the season. So I'm just not into that franchise. We don't talk about them a lot because there's nothing to talk about. Um, But he's a solid coach as a coach, and he will help them. Yeah. I believe. Well, you know, I'm just waiting for them to go back to the Baltimore Bullets. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. Not with those United Way hands. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau. What do you think about his fit with the Minnesota Timberwolves? I he's think they a great hire. Great yeah. hire. Um, if anyone doesn't know, I'm a big fan of their talent, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I think he's just the guy to come in because they have really young – their young guys can score. Mm-hmm. And that tends to come a little easier for guys. But we all know what Tom Thibodeau's uh, uh, claim to fame is. And he's a defensive coach. And really, I don't, I don't want to throw genius around, but he's yeah. up there. When and he was a defense, he, scheming a defense. Yeah, now he was whose assistant? Uh, he was with those Celt- those great Celtics teams um, that the Lakers clashed with. The, not the eighties, <laughs> the, the Kobe Bryant Lakers. Yeah, um, where they were and one when they when they beat uh, Kobe and the Lakers, right? Right. I thought that was one of the greatest defensive teams of all time. We're talking the Kevin Garnett, um, yeah. Tony Allen was there. Then we know how you feel about we feel about him. Yeah. Um, Rajon Rondo, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen were even indoctrinated and became very good defensive players, gritty and tough. Then, he, as we know, he moved on to Chicago, and we know they play that sl- They play that slogging type of basketball. Yeah, um, where they just defend- nasty, nasty. Yeah, nasty. Just And he'll bring that edge to them, hmm. and, and that's what they're going to need. And you don't think that that will affect them offensively? I think those guys can score or will be able to score in, in, in regardless. I don't think that'll be yeah. that problem. I think they're that talented. We have Wiggins and you have Carl Anthony Towns, who I think will be a dominant player. Um, and and you know what, Scout, also, it's the change in the rules of the league, how it's officiated. I think it's going to benefit them because defense, you don't have to do as much to be effective. Yeah. Right. And, and again, Thibodeau will rig a defense up, a scheme one. I don't rig's not a good word. That's has negative connotation, but he's he's a mastermind scheme wise, so he'll be able to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your question is what tempo do they play at? That's really the question. Yeah. Is he going to allow them to play up tempo, which I think he needs to. 
you know, I, said, I think he's smart enough. Too, like I'm a coach, but yeah, yeah he's going to make his decision. But I believe they'll thrive in an up-tempo game. Um, I think they really might mix it up. I think they might mix it up. Um, I guess my point is, I don't yeah. think they. I don't think it serves them well to slow them down like he slowed. No, I, I, Thibodeau is smart enough to understand what the league is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's appropriate, he can slow them down. But I'm sure he'll say, "Look, get out there, get out." He's gonna have to. I mean, he has, you know, he has guys like Ricky, Ricky Rubio, yeah, the guys that need to up tempo. Um, so and what, what he's probably gonna way. have them do. Yeah, what he's probably going to have – yeah, what he's going to probably have them do is go defense to offense. So, you know, that'll get, get the, out in the open court, yeah. fast-breaking, that kind of thing. That's what he's probably going to sell them on to get them to play defense. Here's what we don't know. Mm-hmm. He got that um, – he's also – he's the coach and also got the other – the, uh, uh, powers as well, didn't he? The he can he has a say in personnel and team president. Did he get that? I'm not sure, but go ahead. Well, here's the th- if in fact he does have control over personnel moves, a la uh, the great Greg Popovich in, in in San Antonio, who pretty much does everything um, right. operationally or has a say in everything. Um, does does he change that roster to fit? That slow down game. See, we we haven't seen um, him with personnel that kind of he would have to adjust to. Yeah, especially offensively. So the question is, does he adjust to that and allow what we're talking about the up tempo style, um, or does he say, okay, guys like Ricky Rubio, we move. Mm-hmm. That's the question. But the uh, the Carl Anthony Townsends of the world, they're going to be able to play in anything. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Wiggins is going to be able to score in any scenario. Um, I like the point guard, Zach Levine. The, the, everyone knows him as the slam, slam dunk champ. He is, in fact, a point guard um, who plays behind Rubio or had um, got some starting time as we moved along there, I think. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm intrigued and interested with that. Yeah. I like the hire. And yeah, I like and, the and, and just to confirm, yes, he is also the president of basketball operations. See, so we'll see what he does. Is he satisfied with the roster? Because they're saying all the right things now, but that's going to happen. Yeah, and he seems satisfied. I mean, he, he has what we link to. He gives quotes on all of their major players and, you know, it's good stuff. So As a talent thing, he yeah. hit the jackpot, I think. I, yeah. Yeah, it's a great job, I would think, for a coach to come in with that kind of talent. Yeah, and you know, we'll see, and we'll end this episode right there. So, Scout, any final thoughts before we say sayonara? Enjoy the games, folks. Um, we'll hope Steph Curry, that MRI comes back clean on yeah. Monday, because we don't, you know, we, we don't want anyone to be injured. That's no, I want him on the court. Yes, we want to see if he can rise to the occasion. And maybe I'm interested to see if he can play with some bumps and bruises, so I really want him to come back and really see what he can do when he slowed down a bit. This is why we watch. And with that, everybody, enjoy your week. We'll check you next time. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at dailydynamic.com.